Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, hempsters. Welcome to another inspirational hempisode of Hemp Aware Radio. Tyler Hemp here, your hemptrepreneurial host, here to hemp power and hemp educate your hemposphere, as always. We uh, focused on what's most important, and as you may know, we love to discuss the benefits and uses of industrial hemp for our food, for our homes, our clothing, our energy applications, and so much more. And so thank you so much for your valuable time with us today. I, I believe you're going to be thoroughly impressed and thankful to hear about what we're going to be discussing with Tommy Gibbons, COO and co-founder of Hempitecture, uh, currently out of Ketchum, Idaho. And before I bring on Tommy, I just want to say how impressed I am with the Hempitecture team and what they're doing to educate and serve the green building and hemp communities and in fact, just a few weeks ago, my beloved Hempress and I had the amazing opportunity to attend their first annual Hemp Building Summit over there in Ketchum, Idaho. And I'm so thankful that we did. There was um, amazing speakers, wonderful demonstrations, several vendors showcasing different hemp construction and building materials. And we actually got to visit several hemp homes and, and different structures in the local area, which just made me want to have my hemp house even more and so it's um you know after experiencing the hemp building summit which was put on by hempitecture and the u.s hemp building association i'm feeling closer than ever to my vision of having a hemp house and so with that said as i mentioned we have tommy gibson uh, of coo uh, and co-founder of hempitecture with us today and um He's he's pretty awesome guy. And I briefly got to connect with him. Him and, and Maddie, his partner, were so busy just uh, organizing this show and putting on such an amazing experience. But he's got a great background and uh, is just doing an amazing job. He he comes uh, to Hempitecture. Uh, I should have no problem with saying that with all my um, hempicon hemp vocabulary. Um, but anyway, Tommy comes to Hempitecture with experience in corporate finance and growing early stage companies and he complements this business experience with a green building background that includes certification as a lead green associate and training from France's École Nationale de Chanvre, which is the national school of hemp in France uh, before joining Hempitecture. Uh, Tommy worked at Piper and Goldman Sachs and uh, he graduated from Princeton University with a degree in public policy and he's now working side-by-side side with Maddie Mead, who's the CEO, CEO um, and other co-founder of Hempitecture. So I'm super excited to have Tommy on the show today. Thank you so much for being with us, buddy. Tyler, thank you for having me, and that was an incredible introduction. Right on. Well, we do our best to keep people interested, and and um, it, it's just been literally a lifelong vision and dream of mine to have a hemp house. and. In fact, I got to build with hemp in France for the first time in 2005, and it was one of the most amazing experiences. And ever since then, I've had journals and visionary booklets and mind maps and vision boards where I put all the different aspects and features of, of the hemp house that one day I will have, uh, hopefully in collaboration with you and the Hempitecture team uh, once we find a good location, I'm, I'm really looking forward to having my own hemp house and helping 
thousands, if not millions of others build their dream homes out of hemp in the future. So um, I'm, I'm excited to have you on today's show to talk about hemp architecture and your background and what you guys are doing to serve this community. So uh, to dive right into it, could you share a little bit about your background and, and where you came from and what led you up to being an integral part of hemp architecture? Absolutely. And it's funny that you should say you you know, your dream is to have and build your own hemp house because just before this call got started, I was looking at land and thinking to myself of what a, what different hemp building materials I'd want to use because it's such an irresistible um, thing to want to do. And that's, I'm also really interested that you started building with hemp in 2005 in France. That's like, you know, that's a, that's an original person to get involved. And so that's, that's incredible that you've been in it for so long and thank you for the support and giving the voice because that's what it needs. You know, it's a secret that we have about these hemp-based building materials. We need to get the word out. Mm-hmm. My background is, is, I guess, kind of a checkered one. It has a lot of experience that is certainly outside the hemp industry, but also outside the building industry. I um, worked in finance out of college, as you mentioned, and you know there wasn't a tent at the career fair who was offering hemp building or anything like that. It was kind of much more we all moved out of college in, a, in one big cohort to these different financial firms scattered across New York city. And I knew that I felt like I could do more to make an impact on the world. And I saw so many amazing, cool things going on around me in startups and early stage companies and also in the green energy movement. And, um, you know, re- really rethinking our society in the context of how do we, now that we know how humans affect climate change, how can we rebuild our lives in a way that is enjoyable and um, in harmony with the planet? So I moved out to San Francisco and I wanted to check out um, startups and I learned, taught myself coding and I was just really interested in, in knowing more about how things worked. That, that's something I've always been interested in, and um, but not so much in the physical world, much more in the digital world. And so I was developing apps and working on different um, projects with people around the city and it, it was good fun doing that until I finally joined the startup that had a little bit more traction and worked with them for three years and really saw them go from two people working back to back in a co-working space in the basement of Zynga to a 25 person organization with $10 million of venture funding. And what the company did was build a children's computer that taught kids how to gain confidence working with computers and engineering and STEM. And it was a really, really great mission for the company and, and something I felt very strongly about having just learned about how you know, how to code and, and software development. So from there, though, I was interested in building a hemp home. It's that recurring vision that you mentioned. And so, and I got that interest because I went up to Ashland, Oregon, and attended a tiny home building seminar. And in that seminar, one slide mentioned hempcrete. And I met, recognized hempcrete because a college classmate of mine had launched a Kickstarter and built the first public hempcrete house in America. And I remember supporting the Kickstarter. I remember that it was in Idaho. And I remember that it stayed in Sun Valley, Idaho ever since then, because, you know, as college or as high school classmates, we kept in Dutch and on tabs with one another. So I was intrigued seeing that in Ashland, Oregon, which is, of course, a very um, forward thinking, progressive, green building part of the country. And I actually just got an inquiry for a hemp home from someone from Ashland today. So it's funny that it's dug even deeper in that community since I, I first heard about it mentioned there. And so I contacted Maddie about building a tiny home together. And these conversations just led to unearthing so much more about this building material, the challenges it had to adoption, um, the opportunities hemp could have in the United States for 
being a, a viable alternative crop for a lot of farmers and being a building material that um, basically erased a lot of the problems that existed with the current building materials. And Maddie was someone I had so much confidence in, and you've seen him firsthand, and, and you described that summit so well. I knew he was someone that could motivate and start a movement and inspire people, and people would want to work with and for him. But I also knew that one person couldn't possibly do what he was trying to do alone. And I knew my background complemented his quite well because he had this big visionary and, um, you know, really artistic and like in, in seeing things come to life. I mean, the summit alone, he did all of the graphics for that summit in addition to emceeing it, as you saw, you know, that's a full range participation. But I have that spreadsheet background and that accounting background and that startup background and logistics and kind of wearing a lot of hats. And, and I thought with us together, combining forces, we'd be able to um, elevate ourselves and, and give this company the legitimacy it deserves. And I also knew that hemp is something that people have a stigma about and probably don't give too much credit when someone says they want to stick pot plants in the back, in the walls. I mean, I think, um, you know, Maddie was, not ridiculed, but probably not taken seriously in a lot of the early stages of pitching this business and building this business. And I knew my background that for superficial reasons, which included an Ivy League school and working at Goldman Sachs, like a high-end financial institution, could bring that legitimacy and credibility that the industry needs. And, and so more people that have that type of background could join. And we can make this a building material that doesn't just appeal to people who are familiar with hemp, but appeals to people who are familiar with green building and using natural materials. Exactly. Which leads me, that that's a great intro, and I really appreciate you going through the nitty-gritty. It's, it's great to hear of a, a company that you know had a vision. In, in the Bible, it says, where there is no vision, the people will perish. And having those crucial key points you know of, of, of expertise coming together it, it's amazing what we can accomplish and so um mm. you you guys initially you saw this tiny home you connected with natty and it, what was it exactly that inspired you to say all right you know what we want to start a hemp building company what was it that initially kind of like got you over the edge to say this is it i'm, I'm putting my chips in and we're, we're going to make this hempen what was it for you Wow, I'm trying to think of when that decision point occurred because there were so many things that were going on around that time, changing jobs, changing cities, changing industries. Um, I can't remember. I feel like I knew that I wanted to work on this before um, Maddie might have known that I was even interested in being a business partner. Mm -hmm. And almost like dating in that sense, it was just a slower you know, like getting to know each other and, and making sure this is something that could last for a very long time because business, close business relationships are incredibly hard. And that's why um, it's so important to have someone that you can genuinely work well with and, and um, grow with. So exactly. I don't know, we were supposed to go out and visit Sun Valley, Idaho um, in February. I was supposed to come out of 2018 or so in 2018. And, um, he I wasn't able to come out, but he ended up coming to San Francisco a few weeks later and gave a speech that presentation on Idaho Base Camp that was very powerful and moving and triggered a lot of the, mm. the perception I had. And then after that, him and I came back to my place and we just talked. And he just gave me, I picked his mind about hempcrete and hemp building to every single degree. 
mm-hmm. you know, combined with the research that I've been doing. Totally. So, so based well, on your research and, and just personal firsthand experience, what are some of the building applications that are, are being done now in, in the hemp industry and what are you guys doing specifically at Hempitecture? Yeah, I mean, Hempitecture really just focuses on insulation right now, but I think we're going to add a lot more. Insulation broader. or insulation? Insulation, like the materials to keep mm-hmm. your building warm. Yeah. And that comes in two forms. It comes in hempcrete, which is a hemp lime composite that acts as insulation and infill, and it's installed similar to rammed earth and, and straw bale, um, or adobe, I should say, but it performs similar to straw bale. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a great product, and that's you know what we've built six structures with in the United States, and that's what's caught traction over in France and in the UK as well. Um, and we also have a second product called Hemp Wool, and this is a product that we are the distributors distributors of uh, distributors for in North America, excuse me, in the United States. And it's so much easier to use than hempcrete. It can go immediately in a wall cavity. Um, contractors don't need special training. It's got all of the standards and testing that building inspectors and building officials are looking for, and it's much cheaper. So mm-hmm. we think. While the market is still waiting to adopt hempcrete and, you know, the supply chains and the processing equipment is, is still coming online, hemp wool is a great way to make your house with a hemp building material and a very effective material at that. Mm-hmm. Would you say, uh, well, first of all, how, how much hemp and how much is it? Is it uh, sheep's wool or another type of wool No, that they're using for that? It's not sheep's wool. It is the hemp fiber mm-hmm. and then polyester. And it's 92% hemp fiber grown from the long fiber of a hemp plant that, you know, is not flowering, not a short CBD plant, but a, a, a closely right. densely grown plant mm-hmm. for um, fiber. And 92% of that hemp fiber and 8% of the polyester is what binds it all together. It's a very resilient mm-hmm. material big problem with insulation is it can sink inside the cavity. Um, you mm-hmm. use fiberglass, um, you know, fiberglass is liable to do that. And, you know, there really aren't any other non-toxic carbon negative insulation products on the market. Mm-hmm. And so we want people to know about these products and, and make these choices because I think um, if they did and they thought about what was going in the walls, they would they'd be much more conscientious about it. Totally. So what would you say are, are some of the most rewarding aspects of working with hemp for construction applications, whether it's working with this hemp wool insulation or going with the, the more popular hempcrete application? What are, what are, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think it's rewarding that people care and want to visit these projects. And these projects are special. I mean, we did at the Hemp Building Summit was relatively a very unimportant building structure. It was a small shed made with hempcrete panels and hemp wool in the ceiling. And people from all over the world, 200 at a time, you know, toured this very, very tiny building to see those materials in use. And that's exciting. And that gets us mm-hmm. energized knowing that we're on something and that this won't be the end of the use of these materials. Mm-hmm. 
So in what ways would you say it's superior to using uh, standard building materials, whether it's sheetrock or um, cement or you know other other building materials? How does this compare, and why why would you say it's superior? Yeah, I think it's superior for several reasons, and I would start with performance. So if you want to talk about building materials that don't catch on fire, like hempcrete is going to be able to fill that need and and serve as a protecting firewall in, in you know, at, for basically any climate. And that's why we get a lot of interest from Northern California and places that were recently affected by these fires. You're going to get really high insulation value because it's a material that can basically behave as a passive insulator that can take on thermal mass during the day while it's receiving sunlight. It can hold that heat and disperse it at night to, um, you know, slow the, 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 the heating and cooling highs and lows that take place over the over day cycle. And the environmental impact is, is incredible. I mean, you talk about carbon sequestration, if that's a goal for your home construction or if using natural materials that are renewable, I mean, calcium carbonate, the limestone, uh, takes many, many years to form, but it's at least a very abundant surface on the Earth's crust and then hemp can be domesticated and grown yearly locally. Um, usually there's people that want to use materials like that and then there are people that just want to avoid the process stuff or the petrochemical stuff or the stuff that's going to be uh, toxic, potentially off-gassing harmful VOCs. And this is the material mm-hmm. that does that. And, I'm trying, and then I guess there are people that, you know, sound absorption is a big factor mm-hmm. for some people. Um, but those are the – it's interesting. I wish there was one reason people said, oh, I definitely – hemp creator hemp pool for this purpose, but it, it, people come to us with different stories and different um, explanations for why they want to choose this material. Absolutely. So would you say that it's more cost effective at this point, or would it be a, a higher higher investment uh, because it's still in the embryo stages of, of you know this industry developing, or do you anticipate prices coming down, and, and how does it compare to typical uh, construction materials? Yeah, it, I should be upfront. It's a higher investment for sure to build with hemp, whether it's hempcrete or hemp wool. And mm-hmm. the reason for that, yes, it's new. There are hurdles. The installation process is not perfected by contractors around the country. We personally have made a lot of steps and investments to speed up the installation process and to make it, um, you know, less error prone and, and more efficient. And mm-hmm. you know, we bought a machine that is able to install via projected hempcrete um, at three to four times faster than you would otherwise install hempcrete cast in place by hand. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah. You guys demonstrated it's like an air crete. You you spray it on versus uh, by hand with buckets, right? So it it speeds up that process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these are the innovations we expect to continue once the industry begins to develop more. When you think like the material costs, I mean, those are, who knows where those will go because the supply chain really hasn't been set up in the United States. A lot of materials still mm-hmm. being imported from Canada, imported from Europe. Um, mm-hmm. And that trend is being added to the cost. China. Yeah, exactly. China. So what have been uh, some of the most challenging parts of, of working with hemp as a building material? I think it's getting the awareness out there and, 
getting it into more homes because not everyone, a lot of people can think it's a great idea to use temp building materials, but a very small percentage of those people are actively making the decision to build in the near future. So it's about reaching those people, reaching those architects, <clears throat> reaching those developers and making them, you know, care about this choice that they make. The material you choose for your house is, is probably the most volume of material you buy in your entire lifetime. So it's a pretty meaningful choice when it comes to the impact you're going to have on the planet. And it's making mm -hmm. people value that decision and care about it and, and realize that it's going to be a lifetime of living in a home or building whose walls are um, made from materials you can feel good about. Right. So you'd say the, one of the biggest challenges right now is, is education and raising awareness specifically to the people that are building homes, not just the consumer or the homeowner or the person that wants to build a house, but the people that are going to help them make that happen, whether it's contractors or construction workers, builders, architects. Those are the people that really need to be influenced the most right now, you think? Exactly. Exactly. Are educated? Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, I, I totally agree. So with that said, once they so, – so do you feel like – the education for these people that we just mentioned will result in the proper coding and uh, certifications and, and things that most cities or counties would require for building a home, especially a green home. Mm -hmm. Would they kind of help us push those things forward? No, I think that's going to come from somewhere else. I think the – okay the movement for certification and accreditation is going to come from an independent trade organization, hopefully, which is what the U S hemp building association is. And I know is on their agenda of things is getting hempcrete into building, getting the testing done. So we have documented performance data from inside the United States. Most of the right. testing is overseas. And a lot of building inspectors mm -hmm. are on with that. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we have projects where we do do testing, and I think some of that will be able to be used in the public domain for getting the material into code and, and showing performance data. I won't think mm -hmm. or the developers will be, you know, they want something that's shelf ready and um, doesn't add any more challenge to their day than the alternative that they're So they're so not the ones that are going to be out there lobbying or, or proving proof of concept or getting things certified, that's up to the trade organizations and the people like us that um, can help document the validity and then take it to these policy, um, to the policy level to, to change these codes, basically. Like, like you said, like an organization like the U.S. Hemp Building Association. Yeah. And I have some hope in the universities. I mean, they're there to conduct <laughs> research and, and um, collect data. And I think that a lot of them have come to us looking to research hempcrete, looking to do this exact type of testing. And I think eventually pretty soon something very well done and very definitive will come out of, of a research laboratory run by a university. Most certainly. Yeah. And, and I'm working closely with a, a junior college, uh, which I mentioned to you, I won't go into it now, but they're very excited about the building applications and we're already developing a curriculum to help at least on a community level, it'll be community course, uh, you know, for community, um, like a certification. And, and this is a big part of what they want to do. So I know that 
you know, this is going to be much easier get, to get into the university or college courses than like cannabinoid. Um, I know they're very cannabinoids right now are a huge interest, but I know there's a lot of um, just hypnosis still on on the distinction between medical, recreational, and industrial. And so um, I, I do see that happening much much sooner, which is exciting. Um, but to kind of segue or to go back a little bit to some of the biggest hurdles, other than education, what are some of the biggest hurdles that you've had to overcome or you're still working on overcoming in this industry? Yeah, when when you say you, I, I think of myself and personally something is it's such a new industry with so much information flying around that I think from the very beginning, because I didn't have a building background, I didn't really have a very strong hemp background, I almost felt like I was an imposter and someone mm-hmm. who was um, pretending to be very knowledgeable about, stuff, but about all this stuff, but had a very short background and history and experience with it all. And Maddie had, mm-hmm. a, had a thorough one. And I think that's natural for now I see more and more people coming into the movement and they look at me as being someone who's had a longer history. And I, I've been on the most hemp building projects in, you know, in the in North America in 2019, I'm pretty sure, because I've done all of hemp architectures, one in New Jersey, and then I also joined one in um, Quebec this, this summer. And mm-hmm. so I have quite a wealth of experience. And, uh, you know, I want people to feel like that it's, it's not something that's going to be exclusive or something that's hard to join or hard to learn about because um, it's actually quite basic and it's quite intuitive. A lot of this material, um, right. Just studying. So that was something that was personally, um, Mm -hmm. had to be. Cool. So would you say like, how soon will we see the implementation or, um, I mean, like, there's probably been five to ten hemp homes in North America built in the last ten years or maybe seven years. How how fast do you see that growing? Um, and you know, what what sort of other locations do you see this happening, like, in the near future? And is it sort of reserved for only the upper echelon or very wealthy people, or do you see this being something that will be uh, applicable to all levels of income. That's it. Yeah, that's interesting. I think I expect that the growth and number of homes will only ascend. I can't say for sure how fast that will happen. Um, I think it's, there's so many homes being built and so much insulation being installed that um, I think a, a hempcrete's even if it just captured a small portion of that, you'd see exponential growth. Like from where we are now, it's such a small corner of the market. And then you, what did you? Oh, affordability and accessibility to hempcrete. I don't think, mm-hmm. you know, hempcrete is a superior and artisan artisanal material, and so it makes sense that it does fetch a little bit of a higher price premium. But I also mm-hmm. know that there's so much community enthusiasm around this material, and there's all these ADUs that are being rented to for low income. There's tiny homes that are being given to the homeless. And all the inquiries that we get are not all, but a, a large amount of inquiries we get are for community housing projects and people that want to build with this material as a, as a, as a network of people, as a community. And I think that if they're willing to do that and they're willing to share the labor, 
that a lot of this, um, a lot of really affordable projects will get done because it's a material that's easy to use, doesn't take too much training, but can be very labor intensive. Mm -hmm. Have motivated more people to provide this labor, then there's really no telling um, how many sets of your you get. Right. So, so in the long run, we can essentially imagine that the cost of goods is going to go down. There's going to be a plethora of farmers in every single state growing hemp for fiber, and the biggest cost in the future is likely to be the labor cost, which obviously people can donate their time, especially people that want to build their own home. I know for myself, I want to get my hands dirty. I want to make sure I'm a part of that process because yeah. it's a, uh, although it, it could be labor intensive, it's not, um, you don't have to have as much knowledge, you know, when it comes to like hammering and, and cutting and, you know, nails and things like that, just uh, laying hempcrete, uh, compacting it in these walls. It's, it's, it's really not that challenging. And pretty much anybody could do it, right? Absolutely. That's exciting. So yeah. we talked about the future. We talked about uh, just, you know, the anticipation of, of the cost of these hemp homes going down to make it more affordable. And obviously it's going to be more accessible. What are some of the top goals in, in the next five years that you guys have at Hempitecture? I would love to see the production and the localization of the building materials. So the farms and hemp really being grown well and to a quality standard across the United States so the projects can actually be built with local materials. And I would like to see production facilities in the United States. And that's a goal we have for Hempitecture that, um, you know, there, we are a resource for finding out and using and learning and installing hemp building materials. Um, but we can also become producers of these materials or work very closely with manu independent manufacturers who are producers of these materials. And I'm looking forward to where are these factories, where are these manufacturing production facilities going to be, where are they going to live in America? Because I know they're coming. They're going to be making hempcrete insulation blocks. They're going to be making hemp wool. Mm -hmm. They're going to be making hempcrete prefabricated panels and maybe mm -hmm. hempcrete tops. And then hemp wood will become a product that is, that is used widely and called building sites. So, what mm -hmm. happened for what five years in the hemp building industry will look like, and it's um, and it's just exciting to see what will come first and then how we'll unfold. Totally. So, so for you guys, it's specifically to help create a local market in different areas around the country, or possibly North America or globally at that. But five years probably more local. Um, to have these processing facilities, manufacturing plants that are developing these construction materials, and whether you guys are doing it yourselves or partnering with strategic partners to to bring these these products to their local markets is is, is a, a noble goal, and I'm totally backing you guys and, and looking forward to working with you on helping make that uh, that hemp vision come to fruition. So. Thank you. Um, yeah, so to kind of get into the nitty-gritty uh, for those of our listeners that are, like, super excited and inspired like you and I to build our own hemp houses, if somebody wanted to build a hemp home or even, like, a shed of sorts, you know, in their backyard or maybe an extension onto their home, 
what is the the process that they would have to go through depending on you know the size of the project if they just bought a piece of land and they're starting from scratch i realize that's going to be different than maybe just doing a little small shed but can you kind of go over what that process looks like like a maybe a one two three step process or what what would somebody do to to start the process of building their own hemp home yeah i mean we get people who are looking to use these materials in van renovations and i'm actually helping someone with put it help hemp wool in their in their van that they're going to be driving across country and so there's all these sort of different ways to incorporate these materials into projects whether it's countertops pottery plants uh, or you know insulation and um and we work even though some of these orders or some of these customers are really not worried much material we work to make sure it's happening just so this material can get in use in our country um but That's a great could, point if you want to do hempcrete you can just have hemp lime and water um and, and we we source all three of the well we don't source water but we source hemp and lime and we could ship those to any job site in america so for people who are trying to do their own projects we we provide them materials quite often and instruction and guidance and training on, on youtube that's available um, we have a whole hemp learning building series on youtube that we did at the highland hemp house last summer in bellingham mm-hmm. and, and the same thing with the hemp wool you know that's a product that doesn't take as much of your own handcraft to use but it's very easy to incorporate that if you're just adding insulation to a building or you want to add a little more insulation to your attic or, you know, at the basement. Um, so you wouldn't need to get that signed off by a code enforcement officer or the city if you just wanted to add something into your home. I love that you're saying this because it gives people an entry-level position to – maybe just make a a little dividing wall or something, or maybe like you said, something mobile in like a motorhome or um, it it could be any number of of projects, even an art piece with hempcrete, just to, just to get used to working with this material. Yeah. Yeah. Someone contacted me this week who wants to do a mural on hempcrete to increase awareness. Oh, and that was the person who was from Ashland, Oregon, where it all began. Nice. Yeah. That's great. So um, we've talked about hemp wool. We've talked about hemp crete, uh, spraying the the spray crete application. What sort of innovations do you see coming in the future? You know, as it relates to, to specifically building with hemp, or do you anticipate um, things that people haven't even thought of, or um, whether it's maybe hemp plastic applications or other things that could be used in in building that nobody's even thought of or or have you guys put much much thought into that at this point yeah we we always try and think of the future and and what the next step is going to be and i think when it comes to hemp i think there will be different products like hemp wood hemp flooring um we'll see all types of different new building materials that are sourced from hemp but i also think that improvements in the existing hempcrete and hemp wool materials with went with regards to installation and how easily mm-hmm. these materials are adopted and how simple they can make the building process because you know quality is important but as is time and, and construction yeah. is on a tight schedule and the cost of building in the United States seems to be 
increasing and increasing. And so I, I'm interested to see the different shapes and forms that hempcrete blocks come in. Are they going to be structural? Are they going to be interlocking? I mean, we have ideas and things going around for all of this and have been working on, um, you know, helping advance that. But I, I'm, I'm curious to see which products actually went out and where the best designs come from. Most certainly. Man, well, you've, you've been a wealth of information and knowledge. I really appreciate you coming on Hemp Aware Radio. And we may have uh, a follow-up interview, you know, in, in the next couple months once things get a little more uh, developed. And obviously, I want to document our hemp home building when that comes to pass. Uh, but for our listeners that want to learn more or get more involved, what are uh, some resources? You, you had mentioned a YouTube channel. Maybe you could reiterate some of the uh, valuable resources that are out there that our listeners can benefit from, including your website and whatever else you think is important to mention. Yeah. Yeah. I hate to just promote us, but I, I know that we're putting things out there specifically for the people who want to learn more and, and get involved in this material and this movement. So Hepatecture, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook. We show off projects, we show off the material in use in different scenarios. If you go to our YouTube page, you'll see us using the equipment. You'll see us doing a how-to tutorial series. You'll see Maddie you know, campaigning and lobbying for hemp building materials. Um, there's there's a lot of wealth of information there, and uh, we actually cool. have content training, so people can come out to Idaho and get trained on how to install the material and and um, get their hands dirty and, and become certified to you know, install and build with confidence. That's fantastic. And then one other organization that uh, was helping put together the Hemp Summit is the U.S. Hemp Building Association, which is ushba.org, which is going to be a, an amazing – it is already uh, a trade organization, association that's going to be raising awareness, educating, and working in collaboration with, with um, the likes of Hempitecture and Hemp Aware and um, my company, Bulk Hemp Warehouse, where we also offer hemp herd and other really awesome materials that, such as hemp board um, that you can build with. But I, I really appreciate you coming on today's show and look forward to making it hempen with you and, and your team over at Hempitecture. Thanks again yeah. for coming on. We'll be there. I mean, building a house for someone's always a pretty awesome experience. So I hope we actually get to do that together. Totally. And uh, any final thoughts that you want to share with the listeners or just uh, something to leave them with or maybe any action steps that you would encourage them to take? Take care of yourself. Be well. Always look for new and better products out there that could make our planet a little cleaner and, be and better for the next people to come after us. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in to Hemp Aware Radio. This is your entrepreneurial host, Tyler Hemp. Look forward to having you on the next episode. Feel free to share this on uh, your social networks. Get the word out. And let people know what's possible with Hemp Homes, and let's make it happen together. Peace out, everyone. Thanks again, Tommy. Thanks, Tyler.